to each and every one that came out today. Blessings to Ray for coming and taking time to share with us today and to my niece, my niece, my slash granddaughter, to the woman of God, Sister Tracy. We speak a blessing to you and your household and you are Father's children. The life that we live In the beginning, when he began to speak to himself, he said, let us make men in our own image. He said, let us make men. So we started out in the image of God. And he said he created men. He created them. Eve was not an afterthought. Everything that God does it's in order. It's in order. Father, how we bless you. We need help today. We need help today. We need help today. Let your word go forth with power that you sent it out with. And Father, when you've done and said all you want to say, we'll close the book and take a seat. Satan, you lying devil, you. The blood of the living Savior stands against you, and we rend you helpless. Holy Spirit, move by your power. In Jesus' name, amen. In the book of Exodus, the first chapter, starting with verse 8 through 16. And it's leading up to, when everyone have it, say praise the Lord. say now there here beginning the reading of the word of God say now there rose up a new king over Egypt which knew not Joseph and he said unto his people behold the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we come on let us deal wisely with them lest they multiply and it come to pass that when there there faileth out any war, falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. And so get them up out of the land. And therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Python and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied. And grew, and they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve rigor. And they made their lives bitter, hard, with hard bondage, in mortar and in brick, and in all manner of services in the field, all their service, wherein they made them serve with rigor. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's talking about, it goes back to where they were in bondage. And it started when Joseph was sold by his brothers. To be betrayed by your family is real hard. It's one thing to be betrayed by someone else. You kind of expect somebody else to do you in. But when your family do you in and leave you, it, it takes you a minute to get past that. 
And if someone has ever cut you to the quick or hurt you to your heart and just left you to the point where if seemingly you couldn't breathe or every time the mention of their name, it took you back to the surface of where they offended you. And, and, and you know the story and how God had had a plan and God is never without a plan. He, he said, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, thoughts of good and not of evil. I'm thinking about you because I want to give you an expected end. But if you're not thinking on the same wavelength that I am, you're going to miss the plan and the thoughts that I have for you. And so when we stop thinking and acting like God, guess what? We start thinking and acting like the devil. When we was growing up, mother them used to say they're acting like the little devil. Unfortunately, some just keep acting like the devil and you start acting like a big devil. But the children, they, they, they had sold Joseph off and, and God and, and, and Potiphar and them, they, he was sold and they, they, he ended up in Potiphar's house. And, and then Miss Potiphar had a thing for Joseph, and, but, but he had integrity. I, I, I know some people out in the street, just, they, they have a code of ethics. There's just some things they're not going to do. And, and, and there's just some things that they, they're not going to rob and steal from little old women. They're not going to, come on, there, there are just some things, even a thief out in the street, an unsaved person, they're just not going to do. They, they, they have a code of ethics. And, but, but Joseph had a code of ethics that his father had put into him. And he was living according to the word. And when you're doing what you're supposed to do and bad things keep on happening, it makes you stand back for a minute and kind of recheck yourself. And we have the good sayers or the naysayers that sit in the house of God and say, like they told Job, you must have done something. Why else would all these bad things be happening. I guess they didn't get their memo or read the scripture say many are the affliction of the righteous but God has delivered us out of all of them. Maybe they didn't get that scripture and it only applies to them when they are going through. And Joseph by the time he, he got down into the prison and, and God began to deal with him in, in, in dreams and visions and he was telling the people he said but when you get out remember me. Remember me. Don't forget me. Tell the king or tell somebody that I'm down here. But not one time did Joseph whine and snivel and say, I don't belong in here. And tell the king my brothers did this, that. He didn't do that. He waited patiently for God. Finally he came and, and he was bought out and, and God had a plan. Amen. What the enemy meant for bad, God has set it up for your good. And you just need to know, because I'm going through with Junior, God has a bigger plan. Don't see the little small plan, because that little demon that's running around just keeping up all the fuss, and you get unfocused off the big plan. Because we so consumed about all the negativity, and I'm just tired, and I've been here for a while. Until you've been dead 1,000 years, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh, bless our God. Until you have been chased around and thrown into a den of lions, I don't want to hear it. Until they have lined you up and gone you down and made you watch as they destroyed your family, I'm not trying to hear it. Man up, woman up. And he brings Joseph up and, and, he, and the king, God has given him favor 
and he ends up second in charge to Pharaoh. But there came a day when that Pharaoh died and Joseph died. But before, and he rescued, and this is how the children of Israel ended up there. There was no food. And there was a famine in the land that went on and on and on. And the very one that they did in, that's the one they had to go back to. So on the way up, and while you're throwing people under the bus and you're trying to disarm them and make them look bad in the house of God because you don't think they ought to be behind the pulpit or you don't think they should have that position or you don't think they deserve to be in the house of God because of what they did, who they did it with, and where they've been. That's not your call. God is looking for those that will just be obedient. Got a lot of disobedient people sitting behind the desk doing what they want to do because they can. Amen. Well, but, but Joseph was brought into the palace to save the family that tried to kill him. You know, that's the almost tandem amount to what happened to David. God had a bigger plan, but Jesse had forgotten David. Samuel's mother had been forgotten and, and was tormented every time she would go up to offer. But God had a bigger plan. Just because you've been here 5, 10, 15, and 20 years and look like it's just a repeat of last year, God has got a bigger plan for you. God has got a bigger plan. And before you know it, you're going to be looking at the exit as you exit out. And as God was bringing them out, but before Joseph died, he told the people, I'm going to go by, away by the way of the grave. But when you come out of here, because God surely will deliver. Don't leave my bones in here. I know I'm dead, but I'd rather be in a place in the grave with somebody saved. Don't leave my bones in there. I don't want to be here no more than what I have to. Take my bones up out of here. And surely God heard. 400 years, I'm talking 400 years, prayer after prayer, generation after generation going out to sing. 100 years and nothing come. 100, 200, and 300, no answer. 300, no answer. 400. And after a while, God said, I heard my people call. <laughs> My grandmother has gone on off the scene and I know that I'm living some of the prayers that she prayed. My God, my God. Thank People have gone on off the scene. I remember hearing my father late at night saying, save my family, don't let none be lost. Save my children and my grandchildren. Nobody was married at the time, but he was praying because he knew he was going off the scene. We can't help but get right. Because somewhere down the line, God said, that's the prayer that Moses prayed. That's the prayer that Ephraim May prayed. That's the prayer that Alice prayed. I'm going to answer. He said, I heard the call and I'm going down and see. And he sent a deliverer. And it brings us to our text. It said, there arose a new king over Egypt. Didn't know Joseph God or the other Pharaoh. Just because your grandfather was saved don't mean that you're going to be saved. And just because granddaddy was a rat don't mean that you have to be a mice. Oh, 
It's the decisions that you decide to make. Divorce was running rampant in our family. But I made a decision, I'm not doing that. Just because somebody, and, and, and those that have been divorced, listen here, you can't make the other person want to be right. said there arose up a new king and he said unto his people these people are the children of Israel. Listen here your enemy already know who you are. Listen what he said. He said they are more and mightier than we. But on the flip side of that they didn't know that. He said there's more of them than it is of us. And they are mightier than we are. But if I keep you oppressed and you keep your mind on what didn't happen, who didn't help you, who ran away, and why am I here in this little house, and they living like a rat, and they got the big house, and everything come good, and wham, and wham, you better stop it and see the big picture. I'm talking about the big cover-up. The devil got a big cover up for us and he keeps us so bottled up and he keeps us so confused and we compare ourselves with someone else. Everybody looking like they got diamonds on, that could be Cuba zirconia. <laughs> All furs are not real mink. That could be a rental car or a stolen car. They could be living paycheck to paycheck and about to be, they stuff about to be repossessed from the rental company, going to come back and get that stuff. And you wild and out because they're going here and you don't know what they did to get there. Then maybe they got there the honest way. Be prayerful. When God decides he wants to send you, he will. And guess what? You'll never pay full price. Stop judging yourself and your children by other people. You know, if I was just a little thin, if I was a little light, if I was a little chocolate, or if I had a little more hair, buy you some. Get you a good girdle. You'll look good. Get you some spanks. Stop judging yourself. Oh, if I just had a husband like Pastor Henry, he's already taken. Get your own. Oh, if I just had these children, and they're always doing something good. If you would just implement and validate your own. Thank you, Lord. Oh, if I could do what Sister Chris do and Pastor Chris do. He didn't make but one of me. You are so unique in your own identity. He gave no one but thumbprint but yours. There's no, even if you got an identical twin, you have your own identity. Stop trying to be somebody else. If I could lose 40 pounds, if I could gain 40 pounds, if I had a little this, and you know, you done reconfigurated just, and after a while you get through putting this on and you get through acting like that, you done created a little monster. And you don't know who you are. Pharaoh said there's more of them than it is of us, and they're mightier. And we better do something. What was he operating? He was operating in the spirit of fear. Because when you have manipulated and lied, stolen, and cheated your way to the top, 
You think in the back of your mind at every turn you make that somebody's going to do the same thing to you. Is that what the whole deal is in the United States now? They're afraid that the black folk going to do to them what they did to us? Tell the truth. And we buy, we buying guns and ammunition. I believe Dick and James said it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. <laughs> ain't no fun now. And let's not make this a black-white issue because they stole from the Indians. They stole. They flat stole. How are you going to discover something and somebody's already here living and prospering? We just tell the truth. They stole from the Irish people. Every group has been lied on and stolen and things have been stolen. So let's not make this a black-white issue. And if your thing's on, nobody knows and nobody wants to know. Move on. There is not a race on the face of the earth have not been mixed with some other race. We was all created from dirt. He said, let us create man. If, you, if your gender is male or female, we're all related. Same father. Amen. And they sat over them hard taskmasters. And they afflicted them. Gave them ungodly things to do and each time they did God made sure they was able to do it don't you know that struck fear in Pharaoh's heart and when it got to the point he said well this is not working we done did everything that we can to them and they keep coming out on the top so I know what I'm going to do now the spirit of murder has entered into Pharaoh he said here's what we're going to do now these women are, are these men how are they doing that? Because I know I got hard taskmasters. And then when they go home, they're coming together with their wives and they're still having babies. Where do they find the time and the energy to do that? <laughs> See, here's what we're going to do. And he called all the midwives in and say, when, when, the, when the Hebrew women get ready to have their child, don't help them. And if, and if they do, I need you to just kill the baby. Just kill all the boys. Just kill all the boys. Do you not see this murdering spirit? Oh, he didn't take a gun to them. Let's fast forward to 2013. He's gotten together with the demon of alcohol and say, here's what I want you to do. When the male children come, let's steal their education from them. Let's steal their lives from them. Let's, let's make them an alcoholic. And, and then he hooked up with the drug demon. So when the, come on somebody. And I want them to procate with the young girls. So we just going to steal their lives away from them. After a while, we'll have babies having babies. Well, they'll be so discontented and they'll be so disjointed, they won't recognize their own selves. Because we're going to steal from them. I'm talking about the great cover-up. 
and he came to steal from us. And there's never been a time in our lives where we were raised up and dare mention or call or speak out of turn to our parents. That was unheard of. Now we got children cursing parents out in their own house. In their own house. And Junior's sitting there working nobody's job. It won't even go to church. And what's going on is to cover up because we are so busy trying to get away from them. We don't put no demands on them. You're not sitting in here and you don't bring something to the table. And stealing don't count. You sitting in here eating up everything and you're not trying to help yourself. And we sitting in church wringing our hand and we got him on the prayer list and we got her on the prayer list and I can't do that. That devil is a lie. I could be on my deathbed hooked up to an IV. I can handle you. Standing around my mother's deathbed and she was talking to my brothers that was there and was not saying, she said, I'm not worried about you. I've made covenant with God. I can control you from my grave dead. That's blessed assurance. I'm finna leave out of here, but you will come. You're, I'm not gonna live my life 70 some years telling you about God and go away from here. You standing around lost. We better step into our rightful place and tell Junior, you ain't going to run my house of me. You're not going to steal my joy. You're not going to steal my peace. And we leave them in the house or the apartment that God has provided for us. And they sitting there kicking it, watching CNN and, and the news and the weather and the basketball and this, that, and other. And you sitting at church praying for them. That devil is a lie. When I leave you coming out of here, you in your pajamas, your drawers, or whatever, when I leave you coming out. And we allow them to set precedent in our house. And you done prayed and you done fasted and you done touched and agreed and you done sold seeds and God done bless you with this that you've asked for and you allow somebody else to come in and tear it up. That devil is a lie. We allow other folks to come in and tear your stuff up all day long. But that, that, that pookie and them have it. That devil is a lie. You better take that little bad booger home. <laughs> and when you allow anything to go that's why we don't get no more than what we get from God because we are not good stewards we are not good stewards God is not giving holy things to ungodly, unthankful unholy people and that that they get is because of us I'm talking about the cover-up. And we'll know Junior jumping off the wall crazy. And we'll act like he's just a perfect kid and he done, he done played the role. How's he doing? I'm just blessed and I'm too blessed to be stressed. 
And as soon as you get home, you walk on the floor all night looking out the window and you crying and you snotting and because you don't know where they're at or what they're doing. And every time the phone rings, you jumping out your skin. You ain't coming in my house looking crazy. And if you're not here where you're supposed to be at the right time, my goal tick a lot. And he said, here's what we're going to do. But the God had, 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 had so placed the anointing on the people that was oppressed. Do, do it seem like when you're going through, you're more prayerful? Have you, have you noticed that? We're more prayerful. We can't even talk. You understand what I'm saying? Because when we're going through, and we are more prayerful. Why? Because we stay close to him. And we're needing him more. But as soon as we get the answer, you know, he calls us in the morning, you know, I'll, I'll, hit me again in 20 minutes. Ooh, that, I got to read all that today? Ooh, and I just got 10 minutes. And we put him on the back burner. And we treat him like a bellboy. I'll call you later. And as soon as Junior and, and, and Curly Sue start cutting up again, Jesus! You got to help me. I need help. I need help. But he say as 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 God and 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 the 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 decree went out and they was killing all the boy babies. And Moses' mother heard about that and she hid him. And when she could no longer when you know how with a little baby they have that little soft cry. But after a while he, he started crying out and she could no longer hide him. And, and she was afraid, not so much about Pharaoh, but the other mothers that had lost their child to Pharaoh was going to turn her in. I'm sure that was in the back of her mind. If I done lost mine, you're not going to get to keep yours. And so one day God instructed her to make a little basket and put Moses in here. Put him in there and, and, and send Miriam, his sister, out and follow the baby as he go downstream. Right about that time, Pharaoh's daughter comes down and she's bathing herself and, and her nurses is out there with them. And I'm talking about the plan. And, and, and she hears the little baby and, and probably say he believed the angel pitched him right at the time. And he just wham. And she saw and God gave her compassion with this baby. And she went over and right about that time, his sister comes up and, and says, do you want me to go get a nurse to nurse the baby? She said, sure. And she takes the baby back to her mother. Isn't that just like God going to give you something to do then to pay you to do it? <laughs> and at the appropriate time, she took Moses back and, and the scriptures and the child grew. And they called him Moses, which means drawn out. How ironic is that? Because God had drawn him out from his family 
to be a deliverer. And one day as Moses was going down to see what the Hebrews was doing, and he saw them beating one of his own. And he looked both ways. He looked up and he kind of looked behind him and he didn't see nobody. And he hit the man. And he died. He killed him. Let me tell you, when you are doing devilment, just because you didn't see nobody that recognized you, somebody always saw you. Somebody, I guarantee you, someone saw you. Talking about the cover-up. Remember when the, the election was going on? And what's the guy from Godfather's Pizza? Herman Cain? That should have been our clue right there. Cain slew Abel. That should have been our clue right there. But you know, we always got to, mm, I ain't going to say that, we take it. That's going to go out. But... <laughs> Now, this been going on for years, and he done covered this up. They done paid this woman off. And all of a sudden, she needs to cleanse her conscience. Mm -hmm. And he's out front winning. Mm -hmm. But you know what? They never factored Jesus into the deal. And she comes forth, and after they get him out of the race, it's all over with. So the same thing happened with Moses. And, and when he went out the next day, and he looked around, and, and, and they was, and he said, y'all shouldn't be doing this. You know, he was trying to correct them. You shouldn't be doing that. And the guy said, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to kill me like you killed the other Hebrew the other day? And covered him up? Don't you know Moses probably said, oh, I didn't see him. Where was you? I got to get out of here. I ain't got time to pack a bag. I got to get out of here. And by the time Pharaoh heard about it, he had decided he was going to kill them. Now listen at this. If God has already decided that you are the deliverer for your nation, Pharaoh, the devil, and no one else can kill you. Stop running from the devil because, oh, he's trying to, no, he can't kill you because God has called you and given you an assignment. So Moses gets out of there and he goes down there to, to, to some family members and, and he's on the backside of the desert and he, was down, he wasn't there two or three weeks, he was down there 40 years. Finally, one time, he, 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 he had this thought and it came to him. They probably all did. Pharaoh was an old man. He probably did by now. So he goes back thinking that the people are going to be happy to see him. His family wasn't happy to see him. Never mind, he's the deliverer. What for 400 years people have been praying for. Just because you have been called out or singled out in your family to be that deliverer. Because no one person has the whole thing. Moses had to have Aaron and Miriam. And they got in trouble time and time again for coming against the man and woman of God. You just let God be God and you do what you're supposed to do. So when he gets back down there, they're not happy to see him. And, 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 and before that, God, Moses is out and the bush starts burning. And Moses goes around to see why it's not consumed. Could have been God is telling you, you're about to get into the fire, Moses. 
but I won't let them consume you. How many has been in the fire and thought for surely this is going to take me down? This is going to take me down. And you have said no doubt to yourself, if I could just lay down, God, I for, forgive me for all my sins. And if I don't wake up in the morning, I'm okay. Amen. Yeah, you, you done did it. You done did it. You done said that to God. And thankful God didn't take us up on what we pray, a foolish prayer. Because God knows, not that he, we can't be replaced because there's someone else can take your job and do it better. But for whatever reason, he chose us. He chose us. He took your personality that you had out in the street and cleaned it up and made you tenacious for him. And I know you're not going to take down, you're not going to take no stuff. You're going to still be standing there looking at the devil like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to pray you straight down. Oh, it might take me a minute, but I'm going to hook up with some other saints and we're going to bring you down. By any cost, we're going to take you down. So when Moses looked around and he didn't see why it was burned up and it was consumed, and he told him, before you get any closer, this is holy ground. You need to take your shoes off. Because you're about to come into my presence. You're about to come into my presence. God is saying, this is holy ground. I'm not talking about this locale. I'm talking about this. Because we was created in his image to make us holy. And if we don't step into our rightful place and be about the Father's business, those of us that are professing to be saints and professing to our families that we are Christians, you better start acting like it. Start acting like what you're telling. Christians mean Christ's life. This is what Christ acts like. We were at a service last night and doing altar call. He began to tell about Al Green. The crowd came up off the seat. Yeah. I'm thinking, what does Al Green have to do with salvation? But what he was talking about, he was delivered. And that's okay for you, but you don't leave the people in a cliffed hanger. What you might be able to do and God allow you to do, I know I full well can't do some of that. You understand what I'm saying? Have you seen some people, he just seemingly give them a long leash? You know, and there's, there's something, you know, you better not even entertain that thought or you're going to be in trouble. Because the gift and the calling that he has and the people that are watching you live your life, they're waiting for you to step off the mark. Then you won't give them one opportunity to step off. Amen. Oh, I knew it wasn't nothing to them. You've been clean for 20 years and the first time they catch you with a cigarette. Oh, I knew it wasn't nothing to them. Never mind, they smoking crack. But that's the measuring stick they give us. It's okay for me to do it. I'm not saved. Well, you might want to get saved. Amen. That's the measuring stick. Because I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not there yet. Why? Why? And we allow our unsaved family to do and say anything around us. And we close our mouth. 
We like a dying flower out of the sun. But get amongst the saints and you can't get a word in edgewise and they hear you block over. And the people that need to hear the word, we don't say anything to them. We don't hold them accountable. Now, let, let, let me be clear on this. I don't want you so holy until you... Stop acting like you ain't never heard a curse word. You just stop cursing. And stop acting like you ain't never seen a cigarette. You still got a crumple pack in just in case you get a habit. We ought to stop acting like we have never did anything. You might not have did what they did, but you were guilty of something. That's how we all got the salvation package. You had to be a sinner guilty of something. The only difference, we just don't know what you did. But I assure you, it was something. Other than that, there would have been no reason for him to go to the cross. I believe the word of God said, for we have all sinned. And come short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned. And he was saying that he was delivered and that was okay. And God had given him free reign. Who am I to say he didn't? But to everybody else that's teeter-tottering and looking for an avenue. Oh, it's okay because the pastor did. It's okay because the pastor did. Those of us that are leaders, people are watching us. It might be okay for me to do that or do something else, but because other people are following me, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not afforded that opportunity. Oh, I can take it, but what will it cost someone that's watching me? And I don't know who all is watching me. I don't know who is falling close behind me. I got nieces and nephews, great nieces and nephews that I'm trying to get this right because I want them to come. And I'm very well aware they're going to go way beyond what I'm doing now because God is not doing day old manna. Every day he's giving us fresh manna. And that that you know now God is getting ready to take another generation far beyond what we can even believe. He said, I have not seen years, not heard. He's raising up prophets. I'm talking true prophets. Teachers and preachers. That's just going to stand for God. And won't be bought down or coerced down by religion or denomination. Calling children at an early age. Hack Samuel, he'll tell you. I heard his voice. But because no one had taught Samuel what the voice of God sounded like, he was confused. And he went to Samuel. Three times he went. And finally the man of God that should have had it right the first time. Say, in the event that you hear it again, just say, yes, Lord. We have an opportunity to teach our children and our grandchildren our great-grandchildren, our nieces and nephews to say yes to the Lord. But because the little boogers got a bad attitude, we don't want to be bothered with them. That's a trick of the cover-up. These are the ones we want. But we wasn't all that hot. I know growing up, we was into some devilment. 
We were doing some stuff when mother and daddy left home. And mother and daddy had any idea some of the stuff we did when they was there. They were gone. They would come back and beat us. I almost set that house on fire. <laughs> daddy said, what's that? We don't know. Just lying like a cheap rug. Just doing everything. Stop acting like we got everything all tied up in a cute little package. The devil has a cover-up for our children. And he'll make sure you they see everything that's incorrect in the house of God. Make sure you tell them and explain to them, no, that was not correct. But God, since you knew that it wasn't correct, God is not expecting you to do it. God has called us to holiness. That's not a denomination. That's not a long skirt, a white skirt, and that's all you get is a white skirt and a black blouse, a black blouse and white skirt or whatever. He's called us to holiness. All that means is living according to a holy God. Doing the things of God. So when the cover-up comes, and I assure you, ma'am and sir, it will. We'll have a discerning spirit. And we've sold, sold into our children and our grandchildren and our children around us that they'll be able to discern that. A lot of things we didn't get until we were full grown. We didn't get until we were full grown. And that because we were praying and seeking and holding on to God. We, we didn't know what was missing, but we had sense enough to know something else is greater than what I got here. And I'm seeking God for. And you know the story. God brought Moses out to be a deliverer for the children of Israel. And God said, I heard my people cry. And I'm going down to see myself delivered them within 24 hours. From 400 years praying and 24 hours they left being a slave. They left being in bondage. They left with being poor and left a multi-millionaire within 24 hours. Went to bed a slave and broke. 24 hours. Into the promised land into the promised land, something that he has promised. Surely if it took him 400 years to give them the promise, we don't have 400 years. What have God promised us that he can give to us in 24 hours? He can give to us in 24 hours. In 24 hours. Every night you go to bed, you say, Lord, is this the night? <laughs> Is this the night when I wake up in the morning, is everything going to be okay? Is this the night that, I, is this the night that I'm going to get the promise in the morning? When you start, he said, if you seek me, you'll find me. If you seek me, you'll find me. If you seek me, you will surely find me. What God has said he's going to do, he's more than able to do. Don't get caught up in the great cover-up. And for God's sake, don't be part of the cover-up. Perpetrating. Professing one thing and doing something totally different behind the doors. Just like that Egyptian saw Moses, God sees you. Amen? Let us pray. Father, how we thank you. We bless you. We thank you, O oh God, that we are crying to you. We need a deliverer.
Father, those in under the sound of my voice that you have called to the forefront. We call them in today. That they will step in their rightful place and be yoke fellows of the gospel. Father, you know exactly what you have called each one of us to do. You know how you want us to do it and when you want us to do it. Father, we ask for mercy today. Give us time, oh God, to get this thing right. Give us wisdom to know what you're telling us to do. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word that won't come back void. Bless these, your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Shackled by a heavy burden Beneath a load of guilt and shame But then the hand of Jesus touched me and I am no longer the same. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, oh, what joy that flood my soul. Oh, something. Happen now. I know he touched me and made, made me whole since I met this blessed Savior, since he cleansed in me. Me whole, I never cease to praise him. Oh, I'll shout it while eternity rolls. He touched me, yeah, he touched me. And oh, oh, what joy that flood my soul. Yeah, 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 something happened. And now I know it was Jesus and he touched me and made, made me Bless our God. Give him a big old hand praise in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I don't know where you've been, but glory to God. I dare you let him touch you. Uh, hey, hallelujah. Let the Lord touch you. Wherever you've been, wherever you've done, just let him touch you. My God, you won't be a part of this uh, cover-up. Amen. Wherever been covered up, is going to be ungoverned. And the joy of the Lord is going to begin to show. My God, my God, my God. We glory to God. Thank you for the word, woman of God. Thank you, hallelujah. And we all have a chance. 
set the mirror in front of us. Set the mirror in front of yourself. You don't have time to mess with nobody else. Set it in front of yourself. Amen. See if you're covering up anything. See if you're being a block in the road. Amen. Hallelujah. That you might call out to your God and say, fix me. Amen. Touch me. Hallelujah. That I might be uh, the one that you've called to walk before the people. I give God praise today. And if you're here, amen, and you looked in that mirror and you found that you've been a blockage in the way. If you've been covering up, you've been a cover up. Amen. Now is a good day. Today is a fine day. Just to tell the Lord, I repent. Forgive me. Come in and be the God of my soul. Hallelujah. And I don't care how far down you've been. He'll bring you up. He'll bring you up. I thank God for the day. And if you're here and you need prayer for sickness, if you need prayer for salvation, whatever you need. Amen. You heard the word. She told you how uh, 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 that you and what you need to do. Called on the name of the living God. Someone had asked, what must we do to be saved? Hallelujah. Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. You won't just get saved, but you can get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's the keeping power. That's the dynamo. That's the explosion that takes you right on to glory. Oh, bless our God. Hallelujah. Anybody here? Amen. Oh, praise God. Well, you need today. Come on. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. This land, right?